Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of the woman here at She thinks way too much of She had to get married. Dear Pod. is what they should do to the streets right Thank now. you. I literally was about to say, I was trying to explain to Jules, had to drive in to go to this thing at Joe's Pub on Monday. And at this point, you can just park your car in the middle of the street. Correct. And he doesn't understand that I'm like, no, no, this is a parking space. And mm-hmm. he's like, you're on top of a homeless man. And I'm yep. like, no, 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 the mayor wants it like this. Correct. Yes. Yes. You can park like it the in the lobby. Boys, he yeah. wants it that way. <laughs> he wants it that way none of it makes any sense it's it's like you're driving in the city you're going about 100 miles an hour and then all of a sudden there's just this brick wall and then you slam into it that's basically what they've created yeah welcome to new york it is mousetrap the game correct yeah they were like really exciting (laughs) great if you're mayor and you whip out mousetrap the game you're like here's what i'm thinking for city planning i was thinking about trouble but this is much better it is mousetrap yeah because there's like tunnels and yeah Mm -hmm. so we're gonna we're gonna take anybody who's driving towards port authority we're gonna make them do two loops we're gonna make them go back up and then back down and then we're gonna drop a cage on them i want to take 10 of the happiest people that we could possibly find and then see what happens to them after we're done playing New York Mousetrap. <laughs> and then put them in a room together to talk about it. Yeah. And then they all lose their mind. And, and then like, we film it and we sell it to the CW. And it's called The Last of Us. Oh, my God. Are you watching that? Of course. We're slowly making our way through. There's a part of me that's like, do we need another zombie movie? But now I'm at the point where they have the cauliflower heads. That's Are you rough. done with it? Have you watched the whole thing? I have. We have not. I'm, I'm slowly making my way through this thing. I'm I'm done with that, and now I'm plowing through Abbott Elementary. Oh, good for you! A good feel good thing for you to watch. Me, anything I with go, Shirley Ralph, I'll, I'll watch. If it's a disaster, I'm watching it. I went for MH370. I don't know what that is. That's the Malaysian oh, yes, flight yes, yes, that yes, disappeared. Yes. <laughs> I almost watched that, and I was like, I think I just watched someone. Oh, I I finished the the Mormon mom who murdered both of her children. <gasps> yep, I right. heard the podcast of that, so I was like, you know what? Let's switch it up. Early morning viewing, playing disaster. R- yeah. yeah. So you really can't follow one up. You have to either like do jumping jacks or uh, like the sage block. or I don't know. I, I don't listen to the Mary Poppins soundtrack, something. I was. I thought you were going to say Natalie Imbruglia. I don't know why. You're going to have to listen to some Natalie Imbruglia <laughs> and get yourself <laughs> up off the floor because you're torn all at once. Just listen to some Lisa Loeb, you know, cleanse. <laughs> yeah, call up your good friend Natalie Merchant just to see how her day's going. I'm telling you. And I feel then, like I am real close to just stumbling on Natalie Merchant. She's getting closer and closer to you me. You keep driving into the city and you might end up parking on top of her. <laughs> Asked me to park on Natalie Merchant. So, uh, where's your parking spot? It's on the corner of Lisa Loeb and uh, Natalie Merchant. Oh, you're never going to get out of there. Probably not. Traffic is so bad. And her glasses are huge, so you'll never be. I only park where I want to. Basically. Did I ever tell you I spent Easter with Lisa Loeb? Yes. Oh, God. I think we had a whole 
Oh, a whole episode about, well, I don't want to, you know, dig up. I don't want to drop that name. I don't want to dig up. I don't want to drop that name and pick it up. But <laughs> let's just say Passover was extra spicy that year. I can only imagine. I mean, she does like a good leopard print and a junkie yes, glass. Yes, and, and a nice glass, a nice cat eye glass. Mm-hmm. I can't think of another song that she sang other than. Let me think. Well, that's enough dead air. <laughs> We don't need to give Lisa Loeb any more time. She's not sponsoring Stop with the Loeb needs us. And we need the Loeb. <gasps> Speaking of singers, I have to just take a minute to shout out to Deerpod superfan slash former guest slash someone we have to have back on the pod, Natalie Joy Johnson. Can we talk about her for a second? Sure. I thought you were going to talk about the Queen of Christmas or whoever that was. <laughs> And then even though I know we're in a basement, I would have jumped out this window. <laughs> no, but you wouldn't have hurt yourself. No, I would have, you have just to tumbled. Jump up. <laughs> I would have just tumbled down into the street. I forgot about the Queen of Christmas. So Funny. you were saying. As I was saying. Our super fan. Our super fan, Natalie Joy Johnson, is a super singer. And she releases songs and videos every now and then. And she has released a video Slash song, which is on my Spotify workout mix, which I cannot stop listening to. It's been out for like a month now. Gourgine. Yes. It's so funny that you're talking about this now because it's been out for a while. Weeks. I I know. But I, I keep meaning to talk about it. And then we talk about ass or something or Susan Sarandon's ping pong place. And then I get distracted. Right. Because Susan Sarandon doesn't give a shit. But Natalie Joy does. Well, and her videos are like, we're watching and I'm like, this is incredible. The, the production quality is stunning. Right. And I'm also saying this because I want us to be in the next music video in any way, shape, or form. You can wear a Speedo. I'll wear a bra. She's very body positive. So Correct. we have to get very comfortable real fast. I did message her and I said, by any chance, did you channel a little Paula Abdul cold hearted snake? Because you know, in that video, they're all on the scaffolding. But this notched it up a gazillion levels because it's so like, Slick, and oh, hot, and backlit. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was it was sexy. And also told a story, which it was a very sweet story. Yes. Throughout. And then there's like you know cold hearted snake. Yeah. And c- then there's c- the cold cold hearted. The CHS moment, which we all have. Cold hearted. Snake. He's a lover boy at play. So I work out to this song all the time. Gorgine, Gorgine. And I listen to it before I go in for show. So that's kind of why it's on the tip of my brain. Sure. Which is large. That I listen to it to get, like, amped to go in for shows. And if you listen to the one that came before it, get into 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 me, me. queen. (laughs) Normally what I say when I go out. Get into a queen and Gorgine. These are her two songs. Natalie Joy Johnson, look her up on YouTube. Can't give her enough love and shout outs. Fantastic. Well, and also if you want to do a, a deeper dive into her, into her theatrical career, you can you can always hear her on any soundtrack. Oh, yeah. She's been on Legally Blonde. You, you can see her on uh, the MTV Legally Blonde. Correct. Or you can hear her on Dear Pod, the Comedy Advice podcast, as she was a guest. And she was just at uh, 40, 43, Green 43 or Green Oh, 42? Green Room 42. Whatever So close. 
you're colorblind. I can't I don't, expect I don't know. you. I'm just I can't do colors, but it's I think it's on 42nd. More numbers apparently. It's on Fourth Ave next to the Gothic. So. <laughs> it's at the Harry Potter wing of which, the ironically, subway station. again with Natalie Joy, you can also buy sex toys from her. Yeah, don't Jack forget of all that trades. she does a Jill that. of all trades. Jack off of all trades. Yeah, but everyone should find her on Instagram. Follow download her. Download her song. Oh, so good. Rate, review, and subscribe to her. And rate, review, and subscribe to us, which is a perfect way for me to say, Welcome to Dear Pod, the comedy advice podcast. I'm your host, Mark Jacobs. And I'm Alex Newell. And we're coming to you from the Maha Abar and the beautiful Pineapple Ranch. Can I hear it? <coughs> Oh. That's like when you you go to the doctor and they make you turn your head and cough, but you don't actually have anything to cough. Like it's the one time I can't be like (coughs) It's like (gasps) It's just dust. Well, first of all, nobody's ever asked me to turn my head and cough. There's a reason for that. Yet. But it's when they, when they, I, I have the same reaction, but when they make you breathe, when they try to hear in that little, what do you call it? Stethoscope. That's the word. They put the stethoscope on your back and they're like, inhale. And they want you to do it too fast. Like, I like a nice deep breath. Give me a second to lean in. Well, they have a lot of other patients. They're kind of like, she's fine. Uh, she's, she looks like she's just about to die. They're just listening for a crackle. Well, I don't give good crackle. You have to give me, I'm a deep breather. So they put the stethoscope on my back. They're like, inhale. And I'm like, and they're like, do it again. I'm like, right. Now you're you're like, now you need a paper bag. Yeah. I just, I don't feel, I'm going to faint. Well, and one more time. It's like, what do you want me to blow out now? No. You never said exhale. Uh, I'm very good at taking directions. Uh, I just. I should stop even reenacting this. Yeah, My head yeah. hurts. I, what are you doing, Lamaze? What are you I trying know. to push Ooh, something out? I would be so good at Lamaze. I just want to be a Lamaze teacher. Oh my God, go ahead. Just be like, okay, now, partners, put your hands <laughs> on your partner <laughs> and reassure her. Stop it. And now, why did you think of an image, something positive that you can focus on? Because you're going to need to focus on it for the next 8 to 12 to 24 hours. Starting right now, because at the end of this, something will eviscerate your vagina, and you will have to be out of work for the next six months as it feels like you are just urinating staples. Okay, everybody, okay, that's the class for the day. That. I'll see you next week. Yeah. And uh, we're not going to end it on a positive note, because I think we all know how this Titanic ends. <laughs> I thought as a Lamaze teacher, you'd start with, okay, everybody, inhale. Exhale. The journey you're about to go on will never end for you because you chose to have a child. Everybody inhale. And it's like when those uh, x-ray technicians, and then you jump into the other room uh-huh. and exhale, and then you turn the gas. Now inhale. <laughs> inhale again. Inhale. Keep inhaling. Deep, deep, deep breath. And, and cough. Thank you. Now, uh, Janine, can you go collect their wallets, please? Yes, yes. I'll get right on that. Janine. My emergency name. Janine. What's your emergency name again? Mariah Carey. Mm. That's what I sign when I have to sign for a receipt. Yeah. On your on your credit card thing? Mm-hmm. On the screen? Yeah. I mean, no one cares. Do you, 
this is this is so something fifth grade that you and I would do. There was a guy who made headlines because he kept drawing dicks. <laughs> dicks on what? Oh, and he, you know the pads when you sign the pads. Or do they keep these things? Yes. Oh. And so he would draw them, and then nobody was catching on, and then eventually they started doing it. And then, of course, it became a story on the Today Show, because this is newsworthy. And, of course, I clicked on it. And this is why we're stupid people. This is because I am a slave to the algorithm. Oh, wait, I need to go back real quick. I didn't finish the welcome. And this week, like all weeks, we're bringing you the advice articles of Anne Landers and Dear Abby. We're, uh bringing them out to a Natalie Joy Johnson show, and then they're feeling full of themselves, and then we're taking them to Fourth Ave where they can play billiards and get themselves a nice fitted corset. That is right. We're reading their articles. This is what we do this week, all week, every week. So follow us on your social medias at Dear Official on your Insta, your Twitter, your face. Check out our website, dearpodofficial.com. Com. Email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com, or scrap that and just slide into our sexy DMs at dearpodofficial. What? Finally, and most importantly, our Patreon page, patreon.com slash dearpodofficial, where for a mere 3 or $5 a month, you can become a subscriber and get extra special tidbits in your inbox every week. But the most important thing of all is that we will be doing a live show. That is right, live. Wednesday, April 19th at 9.30 p.m. Check us out at Caveat. That's right, Caveat on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. Not 4th Ave, Caveat. Proper Lower East Side, caveat.nyc for tickets. Come see us, and we will throw some funny at your face. We're going to have drinks. We're going to have a good time. We're going to bring the funny. You bring your ass. Now turn and cough. <laughs> I also want to say, <laughs> I did see, I saw a show last night called Shucked, a brand new musical comedy, which My is at the Nederland. My friend is Land. a producer on it. That is what your husband James Jules Ferris said. Yes. It is at the Nederlander Theater, the old Rent Theater on 41st Street. It. I had no idea what the fuck this was. Yeah. And I had maybe one of the best. I had laughed. It was. It's so like stupid funny. I love stupid funny. Come on. And it's constant. And then you have Alex Newell, who, if anyone's seen Once on the Island or Glee. No uh, or and no. You, or if you download any of his music, which is all on my gym mix, there's a point where... They sing, and nearly everyone stood up in the middle of the show to give them a standing ovation. Oh, my God. Because that voice is unreal. Is it a guy or a girl? Yes. <laughs> so I okay. highly recommend, anyone, if you just want to have stupid fun and an original show, Go shucked. see Shucked. Ah, good for him. Yeah. I won the lottery. That's how I only see shows now. You are a lady who lunches. Every time I look at your Instagram, you're somewhere fancy doing something, seeing a show. You're like, oh, you're a matinee lady is what you are. I took a picture of this show last night, and I didn't have my glasses on. And whatever I posted, it looked like it could. I could have been in the middle of like a traffic stop. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what. I always. It's the end of the show, and I'm always concerned that I'm going to be yelled at for taking a picture, even though it's the end of the show, which is that's when you can take it because we're afraid of authority, right? Yes. Even though the girl next to us who was taking pictures and was on the phone and eating out of the largest, emptiest, driest paper bag <laughs> imaginable, she brought her own chicken wings. She had no problem. Oh my god! It sounded like you just strummed a guitar. It's my harp. I just travel. <laughs> 
an instrument that nobody plays anymore. We should. I, think I we- digress. What? I used to work at Therapy Bar and Grill where there was this uh, server there. And I was like, so, like, what do you do? He's like, um, well, you know, I kind of do some real estate and I work here and I play the harp and blah, blah, blah. I'm and sorry, I, what? And I said, you, wh- why do you work here? Yeah, I didn't understand. There's so many things I didn't understand. Can he and combine like, all these things all at once? Kind of. And he's like, yeah, I play the harp. I'm like, wow, the harp. I only knew dead people that play the harp. Yeah. Because it doesn't make, I don't know anyone that plays it. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, I've got- Plenty like, of ghosts. I've got four of them. I'm like, you have four harps? Where are you going to put a harp in New York City? Well, here we go. Okay. He was just featured in a article, I think in the New York Times or the New York Post about- Harp one, Monthly? <laughs> about the lone standout, or standout, stand, whatever. He won't move out of his apartment, his rent-controlled apartment, I believe on Gay Street. Oh, come on. It is That's him. a bit on the nose, don't you think? I'll say. Him and his four harps, well, all named. I forgot what the names were, but I was like, Girl. Oh, stop it. He's naming them? If it's not Tina, Tony, Tawanda, and Trina from the Braxons, and I don't care. <laughs> but if it's something really, like more clever than that, fuck off. Anyway, so he, uh, everyone has moved out of this building, and they've strong-armed everyone to move out, and he's like the last one. And he's basically in money pit. Where if he pours a bucket of water into that tub, it's going to Collapse remove itself out of it. Yeah. And they're trying to force this kid out. And he's he like, is absolutely squatting not. in his busted gay street apartment. He's with not four squatting. Harps. He's he's still like he has a lease. He's paying. And but it's like a rent controlled, you know, it's like eleven hundred dollars on gay street, which is <gasps> fucking incredible. That is cheap for gay. He's been there for a long time, but like they are renovating the street, which is unfortunate because in that area all these wealthy people come in and then they ruin the area. Like I've said, like uh uh that family that bought the school and turned into a single family home with like two swimming pools and two. It's fucking Where's ridiculous. That? It's by Julius in the West Village. Oh, wait, no. Um, I, I'm all over the map. The the people who bought a house that like they turned it. They what? They I'm bought a school and right turned now. it into a house. By Julius? Julius. I, or Joseph Leonard. How is the there space name. down there to do that? Uh, well, they just turned the school. The, the school. I guess the school had a pool. And then they just reno- gut renovated the whole thing. Rich people ruin everything. Yeah. So that's what they're doing to Gay Street. It's like, you know, it's this cute little street oh. that should be for, obviously, gay people. <laughs> but uh, these developers going, you know, New Yorker developers, they don't give a shit. No. They don't care about gay. They don't care about gay. But so he's like, basically, they want to like buy him out. And he's like, no, where, where am I going to go? Well, how-, how can I afford it? Like, this is, this is what I'm used to. And. How much is he going to get bought out for? I don't know, because everyone else is like, I'll take it, and they left. So he's literally the only one. Wow. I want to know what kind of deals they got, because, you know, you can you can negotiate. The man has four harps. He could find it. What if he four gives them away the like he's giving away his children? The harps? You take Tina, I'll take and Tawanda. you take Tawanda. Where else are you going to put all those harps but gay? Uh, on Gay Street. On I- Gay Street. Wow, I have to look this up. So the whole thing is like crumbling around him? Correct. He's living in the slanty shanty with four harps. Yes. How are those still staying on the ground and have not pushed through? I'm surprised someone hasn't gone in like a a really strong New York detective and just like moved all of his shit out. Wow. 
Can you do that? I Can doubt you hustle it. But somebody? I mean, I'm sh- this is New York, right? He's like, like that a- guy from Up. Yes. Yeah. So everything is being built up around him, and he's just squatting in the middle with his four harps. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine the end of the day for him? He goes home, and he's like, "I'm not leaving." Ring. Oh, and they're like, "Well, that's too, that's too angelic. We can't force this guy we can't out." Kill of an angel? No, we can't. He's and got this four ghosts. Like, I can. <laughs> <laughs> give me a battering ram and give me room. <laughs> I gotta look up this story. I'm you more gotta... obsessed by the harps. Well. Harps on gay. What a good way to get some business. I would love to be on gay. Aren't you, though? Aren't you? Don't talk about Marcus like that. (laughs) He has a name, okay? Treat him with some respect. (laughs) Wow. We are coming in today, kids. It's Saturday. We're slowly churning our butter. We're getting shucked. Let's start talking about some stuff. This week's theme. Can we talk about this week's theme? Yes. It is detectives, private investigators, private dicks. Yes. That's right. Uh, It's funny because my family is heading on their cruise today, and of course I check in with them ahead of time. I know, finally, this is the cruise that's been to happen for three years. They're finally getting on board. I'm holding my breath, waiting to see if they actually can get on the Celebrity Apex and get their concierge breakfast that they've been promised. My family loves a continental breakfast. Who doesn't? They love a buffet, too. They love a shitty buffet. I just sent it to you, by the way. Oh. I found the The harpist? Good. Thank you. Thank you for that. Oh, I see. And that's his harp. That's just one of them? Can I see? Yeah. Let me just just check this out. I mean, a harp isn't small. I don't think. Jesus, no. That's the size of him. It looks so sad, too. How can you be sad holding a harp? Can you imagine leaving your house like, I got a gig. With this kind of money that they would pay to buy him out, he could at least get on like ground level. Yeah, like, listen, I'll move to the, well, I can't move to the basement because then I'd have to pull it up. Living underneath a harpist. I guess that's fine, but I'd always think that I'm dying. They're coming for me, Mabel. They're coming for Oh, wait, oh, it's just Kenny. It's just Russell playing his harp. He's rehearsing. What is that? Stairway to Heaven? Again? What is he playing? Freebird! You could give him requests? I I just can't imagine listening to a lot of harp. Like, a lot of harp. I don't think you'd ever leave the house. Well, I think it's, I only really, kind of like the flute, I only wanted like an intro or an outro, or like an Alanis Morissette, an in-between the song. Yeah, yeah. It's a bridge to something better. Right. Basically. I don't want a full song of the harp. It's like a soprano saxophone. Yeah. Could you ever ma- imagine listening to a Kenny G album, top have, to bottom? Yes, I have. It's Why? a Christmas album. No. Like, you'll put that, but it's in the background, right? Or do you really focus? You put on a Kenny G album and you're like, let me spend. Like, do you put that on in a car? Okay, so full disclosure, I have two Kenny G albums. One is the Kenny G Christmas album, and the other one, I believe, is the Dying Young soundtrack. No. Oh. Which um, I don't think he's fully on it. I think he just did the theme, like the Dying Young theme. There's like a okay. theme song for Dying Young, but do you you have these albums? You I own them. Okay, I've owned them since Dying Young came out. At one point, I was so obsessed with Julia Roberts. Every movie that she was in, I saw it, and then I bought the soundtrack. And then sometimes I'd buy the book as if she wrote it. I don't I don't know what's wrong with how me, far but. back did this go? Mystic Pizza. Uh, satisfaction, which wow. we talked about. 
Yes. Which is currently on my phone. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah. not. I'm doing my best not to judge you. Hey, I'm staying open. I was to this young. Experience. I was closeted. I. She um, has great I, lips. I thought I was going to be the new Debbie Reynolds by just harboring all this old Hollywood garbage somewhere. Yeah. And uh, then I ended up just stopping. I think. And then you ended up on a podcast saying that you own two Kenny G albums. Correct. Wow. At least one's Christmas, where you know it's going to be rolled out once a year. That's when we roll out Kenny G. Right. Well, some say Mariah you, Carey. Uh, well, that too. But you, you were like, is this always just background music, or is this something you're really focusing on? Well, I'm not really like, oh, I really need to. No, I don't really. No. Now you now you have a face like I'm judged like you stupid girl. Well, I don't know. Does anyone really focus on Christmas music? Does anybody own Kenny G? Someone owns Kenny G. Mrs. G. Yeah. Yeah. Should yeah. we just hit the articles? Let's just hit the just articles. Hit Let's see Kenny what G. kind of magic comes up. This is from the Cincinnati Inquirer, Cincinnati, Ohio, October twenty fourth, twenty fifth, nineteen eighty four. Dear Abby, a friend told me that the best department stores in Boston have installed two-way mirrors in their dressing rooms so they can watch shoplifters. Oh. I think this is terrible. I would feel very uncomfortable undressing to try on clothes knowing that a detective, male or female, was watching me. And when I think of trying on bathing suits and lingerie, it really disturbs me. Is this practice legal? I can't believe it's really going on in Boston. Signed, Appalled. In Boston. I can believe it's going on in Boston. Go on. Dear Appalled, I checked with the best department stores in Boston. I can't imagine that there's a lot. <laughs> oh, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I checked with the Target in Boston and was assured that there are no two-way mirrors in their dressing rooms. Your friend is full of beans. Now, Boston baked beans. <laughs> I don't know if it was the TV show and star vehicle for Nell Carter. Give me a break. Or if it was another show where one of their jobs, despite already working for the family on Give Me a Break, was to be on the other side of a two-way mirror. What? Right. What episode was this? I don't remember. It could or it could or could not be from Give Me a Break. I sure do need one. Wow. How did that not get cut out in post? They're like, maybe we shouldn't make Nell Carter a voyeur. Well, it's her job because she was like a part-time detective i guess and she <laughs> i never knew this see i never got th- into give me a break i was a family ties gal all the way so i never really watched a lot of this give me a break was it, fantastic it was also a little bit before my time as you're my elders oh just a titch hmm. yeah all right so my elders I disagree with that. as my elder i want to respect you again i can't 100 conf- percent confirm that this was that show but I'm almost positive. Wait, That's a bizarre. The, was it the father a cop? Yes. So maybe she, the father was in, watching was, a two-way mirror. But she was the housekeeper. Housekeeper. Because the mother died or something. Yeah. And then so she now was the she's suddenly a detective. This feels very eighties. Well, because you know, at, at a certain point, they kind of jump the shark, and it's shark, and you can't really, like, she, she can only clean the house and raise the kids for so much, and then. Like, we have to a, make her a detective. She needs another part-time job. Like, yeah. The kids age. That like, there's really. You know, it's like Edna's edibles. Like after a while, Edna's, you know, they're all grown up. You can't be like, Trudy. Oh, you know, anyway. Yeah. Um, so the thing was, is that she was watching people undress and she, this is so uncomfortable. I can't believe it. And then she would watch a shoplifter go in and like, 
put all these dresses like down her pantyhose or whatever. Wow. Oh, my God. That's yeah. bold. So I do think this was a real thing back in the day. Wow. Okay. We, we're going to have to do some, some sleuthing. But some private dick work of but our But I can't own. imagine, like, that's a lot of, like, unless, I can't imagine every dressing room had a well, two-way mirror. going to the dressing room Because that's an awful thing. lot of people. Oh, 100% this is that's some like eyes wide show. shut shit. Absolutely. I, I'm convinced that if you were to go back behind the scenes of a Filene's basement or a Nordstrom rack, there's some dirty-ass guy named Carl that is watching everybody try on panties. Which you have to put on over your own. Wait, but I I don't... Why are you trying on clothes in a filing's basement? Isn't it like, well, I guess I'll... I, I don't... It might fit. It might not. It's only $5. No harm, no foul. But I would... You know, you remember Lomans? That's got to be the wildest thing to have a two-way mirror in a Lomans. Because that was the big, hoardy group dressing room. That was when, like... You know, we all get, it's like Temple Grandin. Everybody gets flushed into. Is this one where, by the old Barneys? No. Oh, yes. There was one uptown. There was one downtown. You're right. And it was a place called Lowman's. And, you know, it was like a Nordstrom rack of its day. So you're going to get discount clothes. But because they're discount clothes, they can also be warped. So, yes, you should try them on. Just to be like, are these two sleeves the same size? I don't know. Hold them up to your arm. No bigger nightmare to me. Can we talk about this dressing room for a minute? You go into the room and it is, it's just a huge room. It would be like as if suddenly there were 15 women in this, in the Maha Atiki lounge, mm-hmm. uncomfortably trying on jeans, or as they would probably call them in the day, dungarees. Sure. And sensible sweater vests. And it was my nightmare because we all know how I feel about group nudity. Why would you put yourself in that? Because you got to try it on, but and you find like a sad little corner, but everything is mirrored. So now it looks like that Madonna video where the peep show thing. Right. Where you're Open like, your heart. This. yes, thank you. You're exactly. Welcome. I knew you would know. So everybody's in there like trying to find a private corner in this big group ass dressing room. What a nightmare. It doesn't sound, it, I I don't. No clothes are worth it. No. First of all, I have stopped going into any kind of dressing room. I know. I, I, I sound like a woman. I just don't, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand, A, why the lighting has to be like that. Thank you. Three, I don't understand why the lighting has to be like that. Ten. And to quote, Pink, sometimes it bees like that. I don't understand it. I feel like you should be able to control what you look like because chances are when I'm unzipping these two tight jeans, I am crying and now I'm maybe a thousand degrees because of my own shame, body dysmorphia, the temperature of this light bulb, the small casket that I've stayed in to try all the shit on. Yeah. All of it's polyester. It's probably flammable. I'm probably going to die here. I can't afford these. And someone is possibly watching me. And I hope no one's watching me from the outside (laughs) and the curtain that I haven't closed the entire way. Because Because you can't close it the entire way. Correct. They make it a single panel for a sliver of a dressing room and not a full. So it's like you're like, well, 
maybe I'll just dress on this left side next to the curtain. Yeah, but then if you're anything like me, then that random person decides to walk in because they think it's empty. Right. This is my goddamn nightmare. Well, then everyone else can see your idiosyncrasies while you're trying on clothes because I will go buy jeans. I'll bring in 25 pairs of jeans because they don't know what size these things are anymore. No. Anywhere from 29 to 32. Yeah. They're the same fucking color. Uh-huh. Also, I can't tell the difference in color. Because and then you're colorblind. I'm, and I've got a stack as if I'm about to steal from a Tommy Hilfiger store. Yeah, it's suddenly like you're in a zombie apocalypse. And I'm like, I don't want these. I don't want these. I don't want these. <laughs> and then the, the door collapses. <laughs> like, you can only take four at a time. Like, listen, sister, we can either do this the good way or the hard way. Just let me all... I'm not going to steal anything from this Levi's store in Times Square. I'll leave the stack out here right. and I bring them in four at a time. Right. I'll fold them myself. I don't think they even do that anymore. When you would get that sad little thing that said how many you were trying on. That little, here's your sign that says six. Right. You're trying on six things. I better name? count them Patrick. when you come out. Patrick, six. Are you rating me or are you actually telling me how many pairs of pants I have? Do not tell these people your real name. I... I have a hard time lying. So Janine. Like, Your name is Janine. And she looks at Janine. <laughs> no. Look. It's a family name. I want this experience to be what it should be. I want to try on clothes in absolute shame and crying the whole time. I don't need you to know my name. I don't need you to check up on me. I don't need you to find alternative options based on what you've seen me drag in, which, by the way, is the most offensive thing. No, bitch. Two, I don't two, want a calf back up. I really don't think that happens anymore because everyone is so fucking lazy. It's like once you're in that Bermuda Triangle of that dressing room, you're like forgotten. Then you're, why is it happening abducted. to me? And I think I don't that know. These where, girls... Maybe you're going to a bougie shop, but every place, no one gives a shit. What once word? You're in there, Aritzia. Who? They, uh, Aritzia. <laughs> Technically, this is where the millennials shop. But I am not letting go of my youth anytime soon. And yes. I see your half shirt and I raise you a high-waisted jean. So I go into Aritzia, you know? Where and that is, is this place? This place. This is, uh, this is, uh, uh, yep. Is, Look at, I'm state? already, what's to everywhere? They're everywhere. It's a chain. Oh, okay. I feel like this is kind of a, a, a richer woman's Abercrombie, which, I mean, I'm, I don't step foot in Abercrombie. If you ever go into those dressing rooms, they put a spotlight right over your head. And that's it. Everything else is dark. It's like you're going into a glory hole. Yeah, but then there's no spotlight. So I don't know. I've said too much. Uh, have I? Have I? But have you ever gone into Hollister? Have you ever, way back in the day, tried anything on at a Hollister? No, because they I'm have... like, this is ridiculous. I'm going to American Eagle. <laughs> Not me. I'm like, sure, I'm 29, but I can fit into these size triple zero Daisy Duke shorts. Sure, I'm 45. <laughs> I'll make it work. I'll wedge my ass in there. I have no business being here. But Aritzia, there's there's two stores. I never go into Express anymore. <laughs> Ma'am, are you looking for your son? Fuck off! <laughs> Trying on shoes. That's what I felt like last time I went in. I'm just shopping for my niece, who's redheaded and my size. Can I just try on the half shirt? Okay. <laughs> Don't judge me, but they'll bring you suggestions. Sharp? So it's like whatever, like whatever I'm going in with. If it's like ah, oh, plain white shirt, suddenly they show up with with like an age appropriate caftan, and I'm like, bitch, get 
away from my my curtain. I was going to say door, but it is one sad panel. Mm -hmm. They want suggestions. But the way their dressing room is set up, and this is a goddamn nightmare, they have you, you have your individual dressing rooms. So yes, you can have your privacy to change. However, comma, if you want to see what this thing looks like, we are going to flush you into the center of a room where you will be on display. And they put they put a, an ottoman in the middle of the room, a comfortable ottoman, where the guys who are shopping with the women sit on the ottoman. So now I am doing a fashion show in clothes that I'm clearly not going to buy because they look like ass on me, half shirt. And I'm flushed into the center of the room in order to even take a look at what I remotely look like because that's the only place where the mirror is. No. So uh, casual people sitting on a, an ottoman and they're all staring at you as soon as you walk out. You are on display. Yes. No. I felt like a rotisserie chicken. I was hot. I was spinning. I just want to see what this looks like and I want to get out. Don't you do like that thing where you you walk out, you can see yourself there. It's like no, like immediately, it's like the next bus. It's like next, no. Yeah, yeah. you glance. I'm done. You if you, do I look like Tara Reid or no? That's the the gauge. Yeah. That we all live on. Yeah. Yeah. I I would not I, present day and not early career. You but know, with that this, sad, that sad. Oh, part. I know. I know. That sad long torso part. Yeah, and the really tan. Really tan and like, it's like the jeans that are just at the <gasps> vagina. Oh my God. And then the shirt that is just like. At the boob. This used to be a sweater and now it's a bra. <laughs> did you wash this yourself? I, yeah, washed I a wool sweater yeah. and now I'm wearing it. Yeah. I, I have now condensed my, let me take myself in and look at myself time to like 0.01 seconds. But I have to be able to try something. I want to just want to see what it looks like. I want to touch something. I don't want to order something, have it come to my house, and have to try it on at home in shame. Oh, see, I don't mind. I'll, I'd rather shame try on and then return. Purchase, shame try on, return. Yep. And that's the way to live your life. But yes, to the detectives thing, 100%. If it's in Boston, there's some shady guy probably that I went to high school with who was watching you try something on in a Filene's basement going, oh, God, yeah. Well, good luck with that because Filene's basement is closed. Oh, rest in peace, Filene's basement. Mm. Rip. Mm. All right, I have an article for you. Are you ready? Yes. It comes from the Omaha World Herald, Omaha, Nebraska. Surprise, surprise. April 15th, 1976. Detective work, not Anne's job. Dear Ann Landers, Yesterday, as my mother and I walked down the street, we live in Hollywood, Florida, we encountered several people looking skyward and grinning. We glanced up and saw a plane carrying a huge banner tail that read, I love you, Jim. Get a divorce. My mother laughed and said, Isn't it crazy what some people will do for attention? It's probably an advertisement. I managed to chuckle, but didn't think it was funny. My husband's name is Jim, and he has been awfully cool these last few months. That was no ad, Anne. <laughs> I choked on my own throat. That was no ad, Anne. Someone was trying to tell somebody something. I finally tracked down the name of the company that owns the plane. It is enclosed. Will you please find out who paid for that message? I can't risk going to them directly, and I am worried stiff. Dear worried. Sorry, dear. I don't do spy work. 
Keep your eyes peeled for evidence on the home front and take it from there. Ian! Oh, she doesn't really want to work. Well, no. Would you? Can you find out who did this? Who hires these people to do a ba- I love a good banner, though. I like telling people special things with, like, bulletin boards and banners and... But that's the most passive-aggressive, like, text message ever. Also, it's expensive. Can you imagine hiring a skywriter? No. To break I, up with someone? And can you imagine you spend all this money and that, like, did you see that? Oh, no, I didn't have my glasses on. Oh, and you're shit. Like, well, I can't run it again because. Were I ran you out on of money. the beach at Hollywood, Florida between 2 and 2.15? No, I was at. I was watching Schindler's List inside. Oh, all right. Sorry. Let me let me see if I have another 500 bucks <laughs> that I can pay this guy to roll I, over the beach. Maybe someone took a video of it. Maybe, anyway, yeah. what did it say? Well, this loses the... Well, now I can't. Okay, I'll just tell you directly. You should get a divorce. Oh, okay. I don't have money to pay the Skywriter again. <laughs> so, uh, just do it. Anyway. Thanks for your time. I'll meet you at the hotel. It's like the when you're like on the beach and they do those flybys, and it's like a, like a Bud Light Lime yeah. ad, and you're like, where am I going to get it? Like the, you don't even—it's not even for sale around. It'd be here. great if they dropped it from the plane, right? But there's like, thanks, but no. now what? Yeah, just like a fucking cock tease. It's like, See, you say that, and then I disagree because I am a target for those kinds of things, and but, I don't even drink beer. But I would roll by and I'd be like, you know what? I should, I should have a Bud Light. I'm not gonna fucking leave the beach. I'm very open to suggestion. Well, isn't there a snack bar there? No. <laughs> Do At, beaches on have Fire snack? Island? No. The snack oh, bar is your own house. That's or true. Or you roll over and his name is Jim. Yeah. This is Get a divorce, Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, a snack bar at Fire Island. God, we are so close to the season. Can't you feel it? No, not yet. Is Fire Island calling your name? Not really. Gay Street, bring your harps. Not really. I don't know. You're, really, you're not feeling the Fire Island pull this year? Not really. Oh, my God. Yeah. This doesn't seem like you at all. I don't know. We'll see. My primary gay has been replaced by a different gay. Let's see if anyone notices. Wow. I'm surprised that you don't feel the urge to go to... Uh... Well, I think because it's... What are we? March? Yeah. It's not... It's not It's not there yet. Okay. All right. I don't want to push you to do it's it. It's still cooking. But it will come around, won't it? And I do mean come. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know you anymore. All right. All right. This is from the Newport Daily News, Newport, Rhode Island, October 5th, Wednesday, 1966. Dear Abby, I am a single woman living alone. A prowler broke into my apartment about two months ago. A police investigation followed. Now the investigating officer is making a pest of himself. He drops in for coffee anytime he feels like it. He talks incessantly about his domestic problems and his children. Recently has made some very cutting remarks about his wife from whom he says he is separated. He has even maneuvered a couple of home-cooked dinners by dropping in at mealtime. I love this guy. I am afraid if I give him the axe, any other married man would have received... Wait, if I, I'm afraid if I give him the axe, any other married man would have received in the beginning. All future calls for help from the, future, from the police department might be ignored. That was Wow, j- that's jumbling. very confusing. How can I get rid of him? Signed, Stuck. Okay. Dear Stuck, 
Thank the man for his diligence as a police officer, but tell him you'd prefer he not continue to drop in. And if he doesn't get the message, tell the chief. That should end it, and keep the record straight for the future. You fed him once, he keeps coming back. It's like it. It's like cats. You don't just... The musical? Uh-huh. It now keeps and forever. Coming back. Until February 24th. It keeps coming back with James Corden, and then it just keeps getting worse. I mean, shame on you for answering the door. Uh, lesson learned. I mean, just do what my mom does. I'm the maid. No one's here. That's what she does. She says that in her own house? Yes, for the past, like, 40 years. To... To who? Anyone that rings the front door. Wait, that's her line? Like mm-hmm. she screams it through the door? Yes. Well, now she answers it for anybody because I don't know And why. now she just said no one's here, so now she's no made one's the here. house No one's here. House is empty. Oh, except for the woman on the other side of the door saying no one's here. Correct. Wow. No, I don't know what she says now. You see, that's smart. My parents don't have a hole. <laughs> they don't have an eye hole in the door. Either does my mom. Because they have doors from 1943. Nobody is updating anything in these homes. Well, that door is probably fucking solid as shit, correct? Yeah. Well, no, uh, not quite as much. Think oh. like 1980s, I think. That's when uh, they moved into the house. But uh, yeah. And I surprised my parents one Christmas because I wasn't going to be there for Christmas. So I, I just decided to like drop in and be like, surprise, and, you know, pre-Santa. You mm-hmm. know, I decided to have, uh, I don't know, spirit that year. Life the Cimarron. Yes. So I knocked on the door and they just opened it. And I was like, I could have been any killer. I'm carrying eggnog. It could have been a gun. But they never looked out any window or anything. They Some just willy-nilly opened the door. A gun and eggnog are kind of the same thing. Oh, my God. It is in my house. For, yes, it is. I know your IBS. You have a delicate lower you, intestine. You might as well just pull out an AR-15. You might as well. Just shoot me in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah. They just opened the door without saying anything. Yeah, no. She's not like that. Your mother is very smart. Well, she does answer the phone, and then is on the phone. She's like, "Some guy keeps calling me about my car insurance." I'm like, "Oh no!" I'm like, "Mom, it's an automated phone call. Stop picking up." The Wait, phone. is she talking to like the robot on the other uh-huh. side? Oh, at a girl. Yeah. Some guy keeps calling me about my car insurance. That's when parents get fun. Is it? Is it? But my, what worries me is all the things, the people that are calling and trying to, like, trick seniors into giving them numbers of stuff. Have oh, you talked to your mother about this? Uh, a, a long, long time ago. Yeah, there's no. And my parents are not old. My parents are, like, early 70s. So, but they're sharp. Oh, and by the way, when they went to go, um, <laughs> this is a fun sidebar, and we should all be very concerned about this. So, took a plane down to Fort Lauderdale to get on this cruise. And... They're still making people take off their shoes unless you're over 70. So if you're over 70, you get out of jury duty and you don't have to take off your shoes. And then they said to my parents, you have to take off your shoes. And Moth is like, I'm 74. And they were like, oh, no, they didn't believe her. They did not believe them, which definitely made my mother feel good. Sure. She's like, I just used a good moisturizer. I don't have to take my shoes. I suddenly had to take off my shoes. Now, it, this all stems back to the one guy that had matches in his shoes. Yes. Right. So this is what we're doing. But somebody to, creates to protect, one template and right. then we think that's it. Then let's just cut to school shootings, if you will. And instead of just banning guns, we're going to arm we're teachers. Gonna, exactly. This now seems like a good idea. But so now, one guy 
with one match and his Doc Martens from used from eBay. And now we all have to do this. But unless you're over 70. And I think everybody should be concerned about an over 70 terrorist now. 100%. Because there are some guys like, now's my time. This is now. Look, I'm going to die anyway. And I'm going to die sooner than the rest of you. I have no problem taking all these planes down. Right. It's like, I have no loved ones. I don't have a burial um, synopsis. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I will just, this will be my cremation. The Taliban the is targeting the villages in Florida right now. Being like, who can we grab? We're all going down. It's like, Do you my- guys believe in the afterlife? I don't know. Come with us. <laughs> you, let's make the end come as close to the beginning as possible. <laughs> come with me. It's like my aunt is in her 90s and she used to insist on everybody flying separately. But for this go around, because it's like all of, it's everybody who's like over 50 in the family. She's like, I'm fine with it. She used to make everybody fly separately in the event that there was a plane crash and that the whole family wouldn't be taken out. But now the people that she's was traveling she with. she she was the Romanoffs or something? Yes. <laughs> Don't go to the second location. Alexi, no. But now she's flying with, fine with all of them flying together, which I would be concerned about. Well, right. And she's like, well. I'm not going to be alone in the afterlife. Exactly. She's like, fuck it. If I'm going down, I'm taking my brothers and sisters with me. Right. And a couple kids. my shoes. (laughs) And it's a sensible shoe that you're wearing at that point, you know? Yeah, it's a ballet slipper. I never thought that that ballet slipper had... Who knew a Tiva sandal could take down a 777? Now we know. 777. 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. Yeah, the Tiva sandal just blew up that Lincoln Continental. <laughs> That's amazing. Nobody likes Lincoln Continentals. But you know what I do like? The final article of the day. And this one comes from the Wausau Daily Herald. Wausau, Wisconsin, May 31st, 2001. I went for a more recent one. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. I know. Mom's new friend worries daughter. Dear Ann Landers, my 63-year-old mother has been dating since my father passed away five years ago. I'm happy for her and have always welcomed her bows with open arms. My concern is her latest gentleman friend. Mom met, quote-unquote, Monty three weeks ago through a personal ad in the newspaper. Now she tells me she's going away with them for a Caribbean cruise. They are sharing a stateroom, if you get the picture. All I know about Monty is that he has been married and divorced twice. I have never met him. Mom gets starry-eyed whenever she mentions his name. She has told me how dreamy it would be if she could be a bride again. I know Mom has been lonely, but she has never lacked for male companionship. I don't understand why she, she has gone so gaga over Monty. Talking to her does no good. She is not rational these days. I'm worried sick and need to know how I can persuade her to wait to get more serious until she knows more about this guy. Signed, New York Daughter. Oh, I should have done that with a New York accent, but hey, hindsight. 2020. Dear Daughter, I doubt that you can do anything to save your mother from what you perceive to be a disastrous move. On the other hand, Monty could turn out to be a wonderful person. It is obvious that you do not trust Monty. You could hire a private investigator to have him checked out, but the results may not matter to your mother. All you can do at this stage of the game is keep your fingers crossed and pray. I'll pray too. We need to pray just to make it today. All right, everybody bow your heads. Pray pray for a private dick to come along 
Can you still hire a private investigator these days? I'm sure you can. I got to get one of those. What a weird thing. What a weird thing to have that as a gig. A private investigator? How can I become a private dick? Uh, well, first I go to therapy. I would think that you just have to have that skill set and then you just like build it up. You know? I mean, that must be a lot an hour that you could charge. Probably. It's like a you lawyer. Gotta, you got to have somebody tailing somebody, taking pictures. That's a lot of work. Well, yeah. And depending on how many clients you have. Oh, I mean, please. I'm outsourcing our videos. Dear Pot Official on Instagram. I mean, I don't really know. I would assume that the training would be like, like a police officer. And then you go into like detective and then there's private detective. Oh. Right? You I can't don't just know. be like, oh, I'm a detective agency. And then like hostage negotiator. How do you step up the ladder? I mean, but wasn't that that thing of uh, the premise of moonlighting? Weren't they pri- private investigators? <gasps> oh my God. I, yes. It's weird. I just said moonlighting the other day. But I mean, she's dressed like she's going to like, Lunch with Crystal Carrington. Yeah. And he just came off of the Seagram's. Yeah. He fell off the, the so wagon. How How are these two private investigators? That's what makes it so good. But then you have Heart to Heart. That show, they're not private investigators. They're really ridiculously wealthy. And they just happen to solve crimes. Like Wait, Jessica Fletcher. I don't. I have never in my life watched Heart to Heart. My That's a shame. Loved Heart to Heart. What was it? Because when they met, it was murder. <laughs> Wait, so they solved crimes? Were they yes. lovers, brothers and sisters? What was they their relationship? Were... Set the scene for me. Stephanie Powers and Robert Wagner okay. live in a um, beautiful, I'm, I'm assuming subdivision, with their <laughs> driver, chef, personal assistant, Max, Max, with his dog okay, Freeway. Everybody's a little too excited about Heart to Heart here. Right. With okay. Th- his dog Freeway. Mm-hmm. So um, they're like just a very semi affluent couple, no yeah. kids, which I pray for that. Wow. And um, like, a, I think like a, just like a, uh, a ranch, a stone ranch. I feel ranch like you're house. literally describing me and Jules without us solving murders. Well, she does have red hair. <gasps> Shut up! You do not know who Stephanie Powers is? No! You don't know who Stephanie Powers is? It's literally like you've been speaking Greek for the last two minutes. You don't know who Stephanie Powers is? I'm going to say no again. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to is... take no for 500? Yeah. Well, it's a shame. It's, it's a... I mean, the theme song alone is amazing. Like the intro, the whole thing. It's like a little bit disco. Can you sing it a to little... me? Well, no, because it's, I just told you it's disco. So it's a little bit. And then it's like Max starts. It's like, you know, he basically tells you what the premise exactly. is. Exactly. So he's like, we're married, but we it's solve like when they crimes. When first met, it was murder. Hold on. We have a theme song coming in. All right. Hit me. Here's a plane. Oh. Harvey Firestein. Excuse me? That's just like my internal monologue. She's gorgeous. What a terrific lady. Ew. By the way, my name is Max. This can't be real. I take care of them. Which ain't easy. Of 
Oh my god. It sounds like this guy is getting off to that. He's like, she's beautiful. They solve crimes. Oh. Oh. They're making out. Well, this solve. Oh, there's the dog. Oh, freeway. Yeah, you better ride that boat. There's going to be an explosion soon. There's always a boat ride, too. Oh, and a helicopter. Wow. It's like every form of transportation. Explosion. Mixed with just shots of their faces. Explosion. Why are they making out underwater? Wow. I have learned something so new today. Yeah. I want to thank you for introducing me to Heart to Heart. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Wow. And it's reddish brown hair. Ah. I beg to differ, but that's coming from an extreme ginge. That's correct, Claire Danes. Yeah, well, my hair is freshly done, so I'm a bit, you know. I know, I saw the cranberry juice bottles down here. (laughs) You dick! So, what do you say? Should we add some mood to this with some Instagram mail? Yes. Yes, we should. (laughs) Don't get excited. Yes. I would enjoy that. Then let's do it. It's time, time for, for Instagram mail. Because when they met, it was laughter. And we have an Instagram mail named Freeway. The boats are blowing up. Helicopters are racing in. We're just showing you pictures of ways to transport yourself from one state to the other. That's all it was. That's all that sequence was. They're on a boat. They're on a helicopter. They're on a plane. They're on the N train. Now they're on the 2 train. Now they're transferring at 40 seconds. What they're showing is an affluent couple that goes on safari, that can fly. That can afford a helicopter ride. Correct. Yes. And not the one that spins you around New York City because that's not fun. No, they're on the circle line. (laughs) They're they're on the Staten Island Ferry. Uh That would be like the whole, it would be great if we saw like a sequence of events of where they're traveling from place to place, but they're getting, they're spending so much money on transportation that the transportation gets less and less lux as the sequence goes along. I would like that. So they start in like first class and helicopters, you know, hovercrafts, whatnot, and then eventually it Dune just sort buggies. of trickles down. Segway right. scooters. Never have I ever wanted to be on a Segway. Handheld scooters. Remember when Segway scooters were a thing and they were launching people off of them? The man who invented the Segway? As yeah. they should. Because those things... I don't want to be on a scooter, a Segway, a rucksack, any of that. No. No, thank you. No. Or one of those, uh, how do they get around in Thailand? A rucksack. Is that what it is? I believe so. I don't know. It's uh, it's one Tight they- sack? Your sack? Anybody's sack. sack. So send your sack over to us, will you? And we'll cradle it gently, and then we'll go waka chuk waka chuk waka chuka. Email us, dearpodofficial at gmail.com, or slide into our sexy DMs at dearpodofficial on Instagram. Send us an advice question, and we will answer it right here on the air. Aren't you lucky so-and-sos to have your questions answered by the two of us unqualified jackasses? So, Patty, hit me. Hit me hard. (laughs) Dear Pod, I've been dating Cindy for six months, and she's so wonderful, and I have a blast with her. There's just one thing. She is definitely more religious than I am. When I spend the night, before she goes to bed, she reads the Bible out loud. Just a few passages, but still. To make it worse, she does this even after we've had sex, which I think is bizarre. Do I ignore this, or do I ask her to 
to just read to herself. Signed, Jesus is just all right with me. Dear Jesus, nothing screams good sex quite like Philippians (laughs) 4.13. Ask her if she really needs the Bible readings after screaming for Jesus for the longest two and a half minutes of her life. I don't know. Maybe this is her way of winding down at the end of the day. Or immediately repenting for having all holes on deck and trying out number 103 from the Kama Sutra. Perhaps read a passage from your own books, Fifty Shades of Grey, or articles from Penthouse, Jugs on Jugs, Prison Gangbang Ideas. As the Bible states, eye for an eye. If that isn't your vibe, then maybe just ask her to read to herself instead of just reading out loud. If she doesn't like that, remind her of the missing book of Mary Magdalene where it describes in detail all the sins you just committed that are completely illegal, yet completely fun. Mm -hmm. When all else fails, glue all the pages together. And when she tries to open up and turn to her and say, well, I guess Jesus has nothing to say to you anymore, and let her cry herself to sleep. Nothing is as strong as a good old Catholic guilt trip. You know, I know we don't see each other at all during the week. We have this quality time, Saturday mornings, quality comedy content. Correct. But it terrifies me when you and I say something almost identical. We are we are forever connected by the mind. Sure. So welcome. Welcome to my brain. Well now I now I want to hear it. <laughs> Here's what Anne has to say. Dear just all right. Look, every relationship has its peccadillos. The longer you spend with another person, the more you'll be exposed to their quirky daily routines. Like my Jules, he has a hard time sleeping. He needs white noise, which is tough for me because I hate country. And I'm sure I have weird things I do before bed, but I'll never hear about them because every night at nine, I ball gag Jules. If you like this gal, as you say you do, you're going to learn more about her. And then it's difficult to unring the bell. A relationship is like spelunking. The further in you go, the harder it is to get out without finding some dead bodies. That being said, this is weird. Too weird for me. I always say keep Jesus where he belongs in Mel Gibson movies. And I can't imagine a post-coital reading of Corinthians is the comedown you're looking for after sexy, sexy time. Like it a lumpet, you gotta talk to her about this. Just say, hey, Cindy. I love a good book as much as the next guy, just not the good book. Do you mind if I ask you why you feel the need to read it out loud after I just made you scream his dad's name over and over and over again? Or can you just be more direct and say, what's with all the Christ? Then simply tell her you're not into bedtime stories, especially ones that involve the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, and all their wacky adventures. If she feels the need, can she read it to herself? I'm sure she will oblige. But if she does not want to compromise, you can always say, fine, I'll read my favorite stories out loud too. May 1978, Hustler Magazine's Letters to the Editor. You find God your way, I'll find him mine. Oh my God, I started to write something else and then I just stopped the sentence. I wrote then and then it's just gone. So that being said, I will say, good luck, you unholy son of a bitch and happy find yourself a new girlfriend. What you inadvertently did is what we had just talked about on Heart to Heart was you just gave us a cliffhanger. Oh my God, I did. And now what? what's going to happen when I get in this high-powered boat on the it's Atlantic Ocean? Ex- explode <gasps> because now you have reddish brown hair. But freeway is still safe. I do have reddish brown hair. That is true. 
Hey. They thems. Hey they thems. You wanna you wanna have a little drink? Finish off the day? And by finish off the day, I mean start the Saturday morning? Yes. It's 11.30 a.m., so let's do it. It's 11.30, and the club is jumping, jumping. Mm, mm, mm. All right, take out your hot-to-hots. Let's do it. It's time for a specialty cocktail. Specialty <laughs> Patty only comes in on the cock of the tail, yeah. That's correct, because I work for Stephanie Powers and Robert Wagner. It's a, it's Even a... though he might have accidentally killed Natalie Wood when they were out in the boat. Have we said too a... much? Well, what do you expect when his boats explode during Heart to Heart? And it's a sensible feathered hairdo. That's right. Whip out your hairspray, babies. It's time for Specialty Cocktail, which this week's Specialty Cocktail in honor of our detective theme... Get out your, uh, what, what do detectives carry? Those little, uh, magnifying glass. That's the word. That's the two words. Get out your magnifying glass and enjoy the Holmes and Watson. The name is Ferris. James Jules Ferris. Licensed to kill you with long stories. Oh, God, that's so true. For this, you will need three dashes of Angostura bitters, three quarters of an ounce of, oh, God, help me, Pierre Ferrand dry curacao. Oh, I got it. On the first try, two orange slices, two Bordeaux cherries, a splash of soda water, and one and a half ounces of bourbon, baby. In the bottom of an old-fashioned glass, muddle the bitters, curacao, one of the orange slices, and one of the cherries with a splash of soda. Remove the orange rind, add the bourbon and several ice cubes, and stir. Garnish with the remaining orange slice and cherry. So many steps. But here is tasting notes. The crime has been committed. Stay exactly where you are. No one may leave the premises of the Pineapple Ranch. Someone has committed the high crime of drinking the specialty cocktail I made for myself, and no one will be leaving this tiki bar until I solve the case of the missing martini. Also known as the Claremont, this cocktail was named after the hotel in Berkeley Hills that opened in 1915. It has been serving this drink since the end of Prohibition. I believe that any good detective, after solving a rather difficult case, would celebrate their victory with this drink and a good cigar. I'm sure Erin and Patty would be happy to light up a Cohiba after sipping this week's glass of deliciousness. Go ahead. We can wait. And those are the notes for the Holmes and Watson, which looks good. Oh, we put a dark cherry in there. Look at how dark that cherry is. I can't wait till he rips my cherry out. Rip it. Wowie zowie, baby. That has some kick in your pants, and I enjoy it. (gasps) There's a fruity aftertaste on the back of my throat. That burns. That's good. And his name is Dennis. That is lovely. Take a sip of that. That is... What do you think? You're really eyeballing it. Is it because it's a little foggy? No, there's just so many layers to it. There are. It's multi-layered like you. Complicated, complex, like baklava. It's like a um, kombucha. Oh, don't bring kombucha into this. There's a gal I know who shall remain nameless who keeps pushing these kombucha cocktails. Have you ever had kombucha? No. It's liquid ass. I don't want that. You've never had that? No, I've had a probiotic and that's enough. If you're brewing it in your basement, no. I'm not having it. This is delicious, though. I'm not, you know how I feel. I'm not usually a bourbon cocktail gal, but. Same. I enjoy this. That's a you sipper. and I like a clear booze. You like a tequila. I like a vodka. 
I like tomato. Wait. No. This Clamato. is a sipper. Yeah, she's a sipper. Because mm. she's strong, she's potent, but she's also a little bit sweet. She's heart to heart. She's Stephanie Powers. She is strong and sweet. Strong and sweet. That's what I gather from that and opening pretty. theme. Right. And a redhead. <laughs> yeah, and she and she can run in heels, which is how have we how have we changed? Remember Jurassic Park Dominion or World or Jurassic, you know, where they had Ron Howard's daughter running in seven inch heels? Right. Well the difference is Stephanie Powers happens to find herself in these predicaments. Whereas Bryce Dallas Howard works at a place where more than likely you need to run easy spirits. <laughs> you need a comfy Not over Louboutins. seventy terrorist. Yes. Yeah. Something sensible from Tom McCann. You know what I realized? I've been in a relationship with my hairdresser longer than Jules. Mm. Then Jules has been in the relationship with your hairdresser? Yeah, it mm. all comes full circle. Because yeah. we're heart to heart and we have a dog named Freeway. Maybe that's what the uh, Skyrider was saying. Jim, leave your wife. <laughs> Maybe. Run. Run right. screaming. Now. No, my poor Julesy. Uh, he started watching that OnlyFans thing on Hulu. I don't know what it's like for you to try to explain to your husband what OnlyFans is. Mm-hmm. But it was, uh, I had to sit him down and talk to him like you're talking to a kid about Only the birds fans. and bees. Yeah, pretty much. There's a very special time in a girl's life where she decides she wants to make money off clapping her ass. You know what? If everyone's like, if you can make money off it, you might as well. I yeah. mean, it's a tough city now. Trust. What would your OnlyFans page be? I don't know because you got to have an angle. Well, it wouldn't be. It would only be from the neck down. <laughs> My OnlyFans page angle is at ninety degrees on top of a building and shot through a mattress. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know. No. Wow, bold neck down. Very bold. Well. Yeah, I, unless I get this neck transplant that I want. Like a middle-aged OnlyFans is just somebody telling you you've got good health insurance. Are you calling me middle-aged? Is that what you're saying? Not at all! Mm. Heart to heart. Anybody who can explain the concept and the uh, the whole opening sequence of heart to heart is not a middle-aged man. No, that's someone who just knows good TV. <laughs> This episode of Deer Pod is mixed and edited by Jim Ferris and is a property of Pineapple Ranch Productions.